Hey everyone, it's Michael. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We're going through the series, Infinite Hope, The Pursuit of Happiness, where we explore the kingdom of God and find hope in the chaos through Jesus and the Beatitudes. Today on the podcast, we're hearing from April Snyder. She's gonna be taking us to Matthew chapter five, verse seven. Blessed are those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. When I was younger, actually, I was in a church, a different church, not this church. And at this church, occasionally, at times, sometimes, a woman, young or old, would have a child out of wedlock. And this caused a great problem in the church. There was a huge divide and many people were deeply offended by the actions of these women. And I saw with my eyes, my spiritual eyes and my physical eyes, that these women would be pushed out of the church. It was really sad to see that. They would be shunned because of their choice. And on this side was an older gentleman who led the charge, I guess. He was deeply offended. He was a father himself of two girls, and he was offended by this decision that these girls had made. But there was a woman, a grandmother, who had compassion, and she would throw beautiful, extravagant, by her own budget, baby showers for these women or these girls. And this made some people so angry. And I remember seeing her not caring, but she would welcome them in with open arms and love. And she was greatly judged for her actions. Until one day, when that older gentleman with two daughters, his youngest, had her first daughter out of wedlock. And the irony is that grandmother offered her a baby shower too. Matthew 5, 7 says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. There is a reason why this follows after justice and righteousness. To be merciful is no easy small task, and no one understood this better than Jesus. Even today, the concept of mercy continues to elude us. To be merciful requires three things, three. First, the recognition, understanding, and acceptance of the offensive action towards oneself. And let me appeal to you that this offensive action does not have to be an action meant to offend you. It can be the very existence or presence of an offensive argument, side, people group, idea. It can be a policy, political group, practice, perceived purpose, or person. 
It is often what we cannot relate to, cannot understand, or have not experienced. Therefore, it requires the second thing, wisdom and kindness outside of oneself to give the necessary mercy. It is of God. To be merciful is to be filled with Jesus, the very embodiment of mercy, whose very breath breathed the breath of life in the lungs of Adam and Eve. That is a mercy in of itself. Knowing what they would do to him, it requires complete objectivity, which comes only from Jesus. It is an act outside of one's control, and it says to God, my hands are your hands. My voice is your voice. My eyes are your eyes, and I guess we could say, let your texts be my texts, or let your post be my posts. It is a great mingling of humanity and God's divinity as he uses us for his glory. Ask Jonah. Ask Stephen the martyr. What is mercy? The third thing, I said there were three, the third thing that mercy requires is the understanding of its paradox. Justice. To be merciful assumes the position of power. And only the position of power can distribute justice. That is why Jesus so often speaks in scriptures through his prophets to us about the importance of standing in the gap for the orphaned, the stranger at the gate, the widowed, and the oppressed. And you may think, April, the stranger at the gate, the orphan and the widow and the oppressed, how can they require mercy? You must be confusing mercy with kindness. It is not kindness. There is a difference between mercy and kindness. Kindness has no power gap. Kindness is between equals, but mercy Asking for mercy is to say, I know that my presence, who I am, or my action is offensive to you. I know and understand that I am not you, and I am not equal to you. But please, have mercy on me. To say this to Jesus is to acknowledge to him that you have been humbled by this life and you hunger for more. That the weight of this life has broken you with its infirmities, borne you down and caused you to mourn. But the good news is morning by morning, new mercies you will see. This hope is why the beggars, the lame, and the blind, the lepers, the blind man who cried out to Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. 
He understood that in that society, the very existence and presence of himself was offensive and inconvenient to the people in power, AKA everyone who didn't suffer from a disability like himself. Nothing has changed, really. Jesus not only sought to heal his infirmity, but to change the tide that was against him. That is justice. The Beatitudes is the great commission of mercy and justice that is later echoed in the change of of people's lives like Paul. Words in Galatians 3.28, there is neither Jew nor Greek, offensive, offensive, slave nor free, offended, offensive, male or female, offensive, offended, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. These words changed the world and brought about mercy. And while worldly mercy seeks to keep people in power and in poverty, God's great in working of mercy in us desires to bring us all at one place to recognize the fact that we all require His mercy. Therefore, we must give it. Jesus said it best in Matthew 9, 13. I, Jesus speaking, desire mercy not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance.